1: Milk, just like any food product can be stored longer and 12 months is kind of the maximum limit, but six months is kind of the more comfortable limit. Generally speaking, you don't want to boil or cook breast milk because that will destroy the nutrients.
0: Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. If I had to bet, I would say you are listening to this podcast and doing something else because moms are the ultimate multitaskers and podcasts are amazing because you can listen to them while you do stuff. So Maybe you're pumping right now. Maybe you're feeding your baby right now. Maybe you're driving and pumping, hopefully not driving and feeding your baby at the same time. But for those of you who are pumping, you know it is a lot of work. You probably also know you're not supposed to pump and drive. My guest today knows a lot about stored breast milk. Her name is Lara Vu. She runs a company called Mila's Keeper. So she's the founder of the company. She has a background in global health and development, but she developed a product that helps keep expressed breast milk safe at a proper temperature for up to 20 hours. So the product that she has is called Mila's Keeper and someone somewhere on the internet connected us a while ago. I can't remember how I got in touch with her. I think she was doing a breast milk storage drive, like donating extra breast milk to breast milk banks, I believe. And so we did like an Instagram live together and I was like, this lady is really cool. And she knows a ton about storing breast milk. And she realized that there was a problem, especially for working moms, that there was no way for them to safely store their breast milk. Like the idea of, you know, just putting your pumped breast milk in a communal refrigerator at work is not appealing to most moms who are spending a lot of time pumping this valuable liquid gold. So Mila's Keeper is a product that She's going to describe it to you because I'm not going to do a good job of of describing it, but she created this amazing product to help moms. And I wanted her to come on the podcast to talk about innovations in storing breast milk and also share some tips on storing breast milk safely. Because if you are taking the time to make and pump all of this milk, it's important that we do store it safely. So with no further ado, here is Storing Breast Milk Safely with Lara Vu from Mila's Keeper. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. So we are going to be talking today about storing breast milk safely. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how did you come to be the founder of Mila's Keeper?
1: I've always been passionate about women and children's health ever since I went to, you know, back to grad school. And I just fell in love with the topic and just focused all my energies on finding a career in this. Um, I think it's probably because I grew up in a family of all women and just women empowerment was just a really important factor for me. And so women's health was just a natural segue and infant health as well. And so I worked for UNICEF after that for 12 years. and it was then when I actually became a mom as well, I became a mom of two. And I think, you know, during that time, I had my own trials and tribulations of of feeding, in general and then also pumping at work and it was a struggle you know i was working in remote areas trying to to pump and store you know there was no proper facilities in sight to to help me do that and um and it stuck with me but what really i think triggered my idea of starting milas keeper was when i had a project with unicef that had the potential to impact 180,000 women in a shoe factory And imagine 180,000 women and nine, you know, basically 95% of the employees are women and all childbearing age. So they had a lot of interest in supporting women and particularly moms in general. And we had an opportunity to help them find ways to pump at work. So they were very agreeable to help us find a pumping room, give them pump breaks to give them, you know, uh, donated flanges um, and to, you know, with a hospital grade pump. But the one thing that we lacked was cold storage. You have a factory and there's thousands of people. There's no way to actually keep your milk stored in a sanitary way. And they had 12 hour days. So milk would go bad if it wasn't cold. So it was then when it dawned on me, like I had my own issues, which we always as moms tolerate just kind of any, everything and anything that comes our way and we figure it out. But when, I saw that this was affecting so many other women on a massive scale. That's what really triggered me to say, yes, we need to do something about this. I mean, we had all these experts and we couldn't figure out there was just no other options out there. So that's what really inspired me to find a cold storage system that would work for much longer than what already existed. And and just to make sure that, you know, women had or moms had a way to safely store without stress.
0: And so the product that you have now, Mila's Keeper, how long does that keep breast milk cold for?
1: It keeps breast milk cold for up to 20 hours. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, my goal, you know, in a 2.0 version will be beyond that 24 hours. But at this point, 20 hours will definitely carry a mom mom's workday and short trips that she might go on. So yeah, the closest thing next to that at the time was only three to four hours, which was like that ugly milk bag or the lunch bag that you kind of like put in an ice pack in there. And that would last no longer than three or four hours.
0: Oh, I remember that, the stress of like trying to pump in the NICU. And then I would want to go home and take quadruplets that were in the NICU. But then I had a a toddler that was at home and to try to go home and do something. But if you were going to run an errand, I was like, oh my gosh, but I have my pumped milk in the little kind of janky lunch bag being like, is this even safe? And then all that work and time and energy. It reminds me of when before I had kids, I had a friend who had a kid and she was a formula rep, ironically, and an IBCLC. She's a dietician. So she sold formula, but she was traveling a lot for work and pumping. And I remember she worked for Gerber and they had some like really fancy system where like no matter where she was, she could send her breast milk back home on an airplane or something. I was like, this must cost an arm and a leg. This is totally not accessible for normal people unless you have a fancy corporate job. Like, what are you supposed to do if you don't have another business paying for you to fly your breast milk home?
1: Exactly. And, you know, even so even if you have a corporate job and you have refrigeration, you don't really want to store your milk in the community fridge. And, you know, and for some reason, you know, there is, you know, others are bothered by it, which, of course, is absolutely wrong. The fact that, you know, you have your breast milk in there. But moms inherently unfortunately just feel like it's just unsafe to have it out there exposed to others that might mistake their, you know, their lunch for your breast milk or, you know, or just being in a moldy refrigerator for over a period of time.
0: So how long on average can you keep breast milk in the refrigerator and then the freezer? Like what are the guidelines there?
1: So there's the four-four-six rule that the CDC has designed. So it's four hours at room temperature four days in the refrigerator and six months to 12 months. So up to a year in the freezer.
0: I remember buying a deep freezer to store my pump breast milk when I had my first baby. And like you fill it up and you feel so proud. And then it goes so freaking quick. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like once you stop it, go like the storage is an issue. And I buying a deep freeze is not an option for everybody. The six to 12 months. Why is there such a range?
1: Yeah. Well, they originally had it starting at six months, but they realized that, you know, milk, just like any food product can be stored longer and 12 months is, you know, ideally that's kind of the maximum limit, but six months is kind of the more comfortable limit. So that's why they've given this large range. And I think that it's perfectly safe anytime between those periods.
0: Do you have any tips for... Moms who are cooking with their breast milk, like I love the idea of incorporating a familiar food like breast milk when you're trying solid foods with your baby. Are there any food safety or food storage guidelines for cooked foods that incorporate breast milk?
1: Yeah, so generally speaking, you don't want to boil or cook breast milk because that will destroy the nutrients. And of course, most moms know too that you shouldn't microwave. So you can incorporate breast milk as long as it doesn't include those So for example, if you're steaming your, you know, what's great is mashed bananas, for example, you can just pour breast milk as is directly into it with avocado. You know, if you're going to cook like sweet potato, cook uh, cook or steam the sweet potato and then just add breast milk to it. And then, of course, you follow the rules of warming milk, just like you would for cooking. And so warming milk, you always want to do it over a period of time under lukewarm water. So you don't want to you know, heat it up quickly, but over time so that you preserve the nutrients. And like I said, you don't even have to heat up the breast milk. You can just use it straight from your refrigerator as well.
0: Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So let's say you are... You know, very early on in starting solid foods, I know I teach a puree for a few days approach where we help parents that are particularly anxious about making that leap from a liquid only diet of infant milk, so breast milk or formula, right to like soft, solid strips of food. So for three days, we'll puree the foods and something like avocado, banana, sweet potato. Those are generally the first three foods we start with. If you did mix, let's say, breast milk with cooked mashed sweet potato, and you didn't use all of it, when you put it back in the fridge, how long can you keep it then because obviously those bioactive components in breast milk are going to deteriorate over time is there guidelines for that like the storage after you've already added it to a food
1: yes yeah, so well if you brought down the breast milk to room temperature after being refrigerated it's good for 2 hours only afterwards so it is important to try to store your milk in small quantities so you do your best not to waste any breast milk
0: so you're not batch cooking like a lot of mashed potato obviously you're not getting need to do that for days and days on end, but we shouldn't anticipate, oh, in three days from now, I'll just reuse whatever was left over because you really only have like a two-hour window. Okay.
1: That's right, exactly.
0: What are some of the biggest challenges that pumping moms face when it comes to storing breast milk? You mentioned the communal refrigerator at work and the perception like, ooh, that's gross, even though, oh my gosh, it's this human milk that's keeping my baby alive. What are some other hot topics like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So actually I've developed like seven tips for basically stress-free breast milk storage, because I think stress is probably the number one you know, challenge for moms and trying to keep that stress down. So the first is have your basic storage and it's not very complicated. Obviously you will have your portable pump, but you should have a wet dry bag to store the pump uh, parts, cleaning tools and a good cold storage system. And that's hopefully where Mila's Keeper can help moms in that regard. The second is plan. So I'm not much of a planner myself, but so this was a little bit hard for me. But if I can do it, anyone can do it. Don't just plan for what you're intending on doing. Plan for what is unexpected. So, you know, if you are at work, you have a delayed meeting, you get stuck in traffic. And more importantly, plan for things that you may want to do. For example, maybe you want to take a detour to go to the grocery store and pick something up so you don't have to like drop the baby off and come back again. Maybe you want to stay with your friends a little longer. You want to make sure that you have a backup system so you can store milk longer. So, you know, your moms deserve that extra break. And if it's 15 extra minutes, you don't want to stress out because your milk might go bad. So plan for the unexpected. The third is less is more, less cleaning is more. So in other words, do what you can to, use the bottles that you plan on using to pump with for later. So for example, if you're planning to feed your baby immediately with the milk that you just pumped, use the same bottle so you don't have to clean more bottles later. So for example, we've designed our glass bottles to be not only used for pumping directly into, but you can also add a nipple to it and feed your baby directly from that. You can also refrigerate. If you plan to refrigerate it, you can also store our breast milk glass bottles in the refrigerator as well directly. And if you freeze, they also, you know, you can also pump into a plastic bag that you plan to freeze in, or maybe you pump into our glass bottles as well, which are also safely uh, freezeable as well. I also use the fridge hack, which is you just store everything in the refrigerator when you're pumping between supplies and you don't have to clean all the items as well every time you use the pump parts.
0: If you take your pump parts and put them right in the fridge, you don't have to clean them.
1: Well, it's a little bit of a hack. I'm not saying that the CDC necessarily recommends it, but a lot of- Oh my- yeah,
0: they want you to sanitize and sterilize every single time.
1: <laughs> exactly. But honestly, as a, a working mom, if you're pumping three or four times, you know, during your workday, for example, the fridge hack works perfectly. You bring a plastic zip plug, throw your pump parts in there. I, I usually just rinse it with maybe some water and then throw it in the refrigerator in case there's any remnants, but generally speaking, I have found that that's perfectly safe.
0: It's wild how much the technology has changed in pumping. Even since I had my first child who's nine now, I'm a huge fan of breast pumps. I've always pumped exclusively and I had a set of quadruplets and a set of twins. And was, I felt like I was, I pumped for three straight years with all those kids. And I look at the pumps now and I'm like, where was this? When like a hands-free was like my dream come true. I actually got, a. Um, a ticket one time for pumping while I was driving. I was holding my phone. So he claimed that's why he pulled me over. Like I was like moving it to like the console, but I had my like, cover on and he's like, was kind of freaking out. But then also trying to write me a ticket. He's like, I don't want you to think I'm writing you the ticket for pumping while you're driving, but you're really not supposed to do that. And I was like, because you couldn't have your seatbelt on like safely, I guess. Right, right. But But I know a lot of moms who pump in the car. I mean, every time I walk by a bathroom with a plug in it, I like instantaneously like have a flashback to, oh my gosh, I could totally pump there like at the airport and stuff because, you know, finding the pump, finding the plug before there were wireless pumps, like I had to have an extension cord in my pump bag for when I was in the airport in case the hairdryer pump, like your plug didn't reach to the stall where I was pumping. Like it's so much to think about. It's too much. Like I love that you've taken one big piece of it is then what do you do with it? after. I remember once I went to Cabo with my husband, like the first time we ever went on a trip without our baby and my parents were watching. Our daughter was, I think it was like 10, 9, 10 months at that point. I pumped for an entire weekend, stored it, froze it all perfectly. I was coming back through customs and the customs person on the Mexico side took my breast milk away from me because I didn't have my baby with me. And I was like, why do you think I'm pumping? Cause I don't have my baby with me. But they said it was it was like a drug thing. Like, oh no, people pretend that it's breast milk, but I got like liquid cocaine. I don't know what it is. But I remember just being so incensed. Like, you do everything right, and it was like three days worth of milk. That was I was crying when they took it away. But there's nothing you could do. You're in a different country. I'm like, just let me go
1: home. Right. Right. Well, TSA has improved so much since then, hopefully that they've like- Oh, I
0: would never expect that from TSA. I was just surprised that you're (laughs) in a different country. So you're subject to their rules, but there are just so, so many obstacles that pumping moms face. You're like, this is already so much work and it feels sometimes like everyone else is making it harder for you. So can you tell me more about the technology? Because when I first looked at your product, I didn't really get it. Is it just like a fancy, like Yeti cup? Like, why would I not just put my breast milk in a Yeti cup? Like just as an example, like how are they different?
1: I'll start with actually what is similar is that they both use the d flask concept, which is a double stainless steel wall, which then basically traps the air and that allows for the proper insulation properties of a Yeti or a Mealus Keeper. So it'll keep warm things warm and cold things cold. So that's the first is the insulation properties are tremendously effective The difference is that ours contains a patented system where you connect the ice pack, a gel ice pack that freezes actually colder than ice and attach it to the lid so that it actually brings down the temperature of warm body temperature, breast milk to refrigerated temperatures. What, I mean, sure you can hack it with a Yeti, which some moms have done and they throw ice in there, but then you're diluting your
0: breast milk.
1: Right. That's correct. So you, unless you are putting a bottle in there or some other or a bag in there, you are actually, yeah, you can't add water into it directly. So we've designed the bottle to actually fit the pumping bottle to fit directly into the milk keeper. And then it connects the ice connects to the lid so that everything's intact. And then if you want to put your milk directly in there as well, you can do that as well without ever having to dilute it with water. The other difference between the Yeti and the milk keeper is that we've actually measured out exactly how much ice is needed in order to cool down your breast milk properly at at the right temperature and for the right extended amount of time. So if you want to hack it with, let's say, a plastic bag and you throw some ice in there, you're taking a little bit of risk because you don't really know how long that's going to last.
0: Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Okay, Laura, can you tell us a little bit about the Pump Act, a federal law that was passed this year about providing private lactation? Like, I can't believe we didn't have that law already on the books before, but what did the law used to be? What is the law now?
1: Yes. So prior to this law, there was no law. Companies would just decide on their own whim whether or not they provide pump breaks or private lactation spaces for moms. And so most didn't. It was not a legal requirement. Now, what's wonderful about it is that now they've had this since January, they have to implement those two things, which is the pump breaks and the lactation spaces, but the pump breaks are paid or not paid. So if you're on an hourly wage, you might actually have to clock out and then come back in after your pump break. So there is still some work for that to be done. The other piece that's not necessarily included is exactly what goes into a private lactation space.
0: Yeah. Like it can't be the janitor's closet.
1: Yeah, It can't be. Yes. Yeah. So they have said it can't be the bathroom. They have said that it cannot be the bathroom, but you could just have a room with nothing in it. And like you were talking about the electric plug is so important. I mean, moms need to have, you know, if you're having a full strength pump, oftentimes it requires electricity. Also it's not included is cold storage. So your workplace isn't by law required to have refrigeration in the workplace. So having your own cold storage is really essential. And so that's why Mila's Keeper also supports in that because not only can you store it safely at your desk, one other great thing is that you'll never forget it too. I think this one of the challenges that moms have is that you pump, you store it in the community fridge, which might be, it might be on another floor, you rush out to go home and you've forgotten your breast milk, which is the worst feeling as well. So, you know, especially if you're feeding that baby with that same breast milk that night.
0: Laura, thank you so much. This has been really informational and I love the work that you're doing in the space to make pumping easier and more accessible and breastfeeding hopefully of a longer duration for the moms who want that. Tell us where we can go to learn more about Mila's Keeper and then how can we support your business?
1: Thank you so much, absolutely. Moms can come to our Instagram feed, it's at Mila's Keeper. You can go to our website, milaskeeper.com. I think the biggest help, it's just sharing this with other moms because just like me, I felt like this was an, an issue that I dealt with alone. And I think having that community and sharing these tools and resources to other moms is invaluable because that's just the best way to learn. It's just from each other.
0: A final question I'd just like to ask yes, my work in baby led weaning, my goal is to make forced spoon feeding of babies, something that's passe, something that we don't do anymore. Just like People used to smoke on an airplane, and you'll be like, "Someday, like, remember when we used to like shove food down a baby's mouth when they could do it for themselves?" What is it that you want to accomplish with Mila's Keeper?
1: I truly want to empower moms to be able to do things freely the way they want to do, without feeling like pumping and cold storage is bringing them away from that—the things that they love to do. So, if they want to go on a hike, if they want to go on that vacation if they want to work, all these things that are difficult when you're away from your baby, we want to make pumping and storage something easy and safe and stress-free.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's been great chatting with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to be here. Well,
0: I hope you guys enjoyed that interview about storing breast milk safely with Lara Vu. Again, her company is called Mila's Keeper. So they're on Instagram at Mila's Keeper, milaskeeper.com. I'll link everything as Far as her resources go in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash four zero four. I love how passionate she is about safe breast milk storage. I was talking to her after the interview about like all of the other things she does. It's funny how you think you know someone from one aspect. And she like I know what she does in breast milk storage. She's like, Oh, but I'm also a UNICEF consultant. And then she also does work with the Human Milk Institute, which is here in San Diego where I am. And then we both agreed that we're also Uber drivers for our children for all their various activities. Like moms do so much. And I loved chatting with her. I wanted to say a special thank you to our partners at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave Media. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.